Hello and welcome to the Healthy Hustlers podcast, a series of healthy conversations with influential hustlers. I'm your host, Madeline Carafa. Introducing Australia's new feel-good place for all things health, beauty and wellness. Beautifullyhealthy.com.au is now open. Hustle your way to beautifullyhealthy.com.au and explore their range of over 6,000 health, wellness and beauty products. Sign up as a member and you'll receive 15% off your first purchase. To kick off 2022, I could not be more thrilled or excited to be joined by model, actress, mother and founder of Macabam, Pia Whitesell. Recently relocating to the United States from Melbourne with her two sons to be with her now husband, Patrick Whitesell, Pia launched Macabam in 2020 after many years seeing a gap in the market for a 100% natural organic certified multi-purpose balm. Most commonly known for her role as Cat Chapman on Home and Away, Pia sheds light on the experience and lessons that came from being on one of the country's most adored TV shows, while also opening up about motherhood, her new life in LA, and the process of launching her first product, Macabalm. Graceful and kind, Pia's energy is incredibly warm and gentle. Chatting to me from Malibu, California, it was evident that Pia is living from a place of true happiness, love, and gratitude. I couldn't think of a better way to kickstart the podcast for 2022. Here's Pia. Hello, Pia, and welcome to the Healthy Hustlers podcast. I am absolutely pinching myself that I am finally getting to talk to you because you have been on my list for a very, very long time. So this is a very exciting moment to have you here with me. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to have a little chat about all things, about yes. life and hustling and macabam. And no, I'm, I'm thrilled. Thank you for having me. No, thank you. And how are you at the moment? I'm good. I'm great. I'm actually, um, I'm in California right now where it's supposed to be winter and it's like 25 degrees Celsius. Oh. And so hot. So I don't know. I'm, I'm great. The weather's beautiful. I'm yeah. We're, oh. you know, it's, it's still January. So, um, you know, we've still got that, that feeling of like a fresh new, fresh new year, which, which is great. So I'm good. Thank you. Oh, I love that. And that must be such, so delightful to have such a warm winter after, you know, living in Melbourne for so many years when winter is definitely oh, not 25 degrees. <laughs> it's so nice. I mean, I think, you know, here in LA, every now and then it does rain <laughs> and everyone freaks out. And I'm like, oh, wow, it's raining. It feels like home that, you know, it's a gray sky and, you know, thunderstorms. Wow. And everyone, like, people just, freak out it's so funny so we did have um over Christmas a little period where it rained for a week and um I feel like the people were losing their mind and didn't know what to do but generally in LA it is um yeah it is blue skies and sunshine yeah oh I love that it's such a beautiful yeah part of the world so I can imagine life there is is pretty nice it is nice that's so good to hear now, I guess, you know, for the next few months, I really wanted to start the episodes in a way of finding out what your word for 2022 is. I don't know if it's, if it's the word literally or if it's more the feeling that it, it gives, but I think a word for me would just be like slow, 
you know, like just slow and steady. It's more a phrase actually, but, and that feeling of like, you know, we, we've just come out of this crazy time with COVID and lockdowns and being separated from people. And I think, I feel like there is this energy of like, Oh, got to get out there, got to travel, got to see everyone, got to, got to, got to, got to, you know, got to do more, got to be more, got to, got to, got to. And I think for me, what I'm really feeling on my heart is just like slow and steady, you know, just let's all just take it slow and steady and, and just really appreciate and try and be as present as possible that, you know, we, we're alive, we're well, we're healthy, you know, for those of us that are, of course, and, you know, we've got each other and, this whole pandemic has really shifted my whole view of like just it's okay to just stop, to pause, to take it all in, to see how far we've come and enjoy that and just stop and enjoy that. So mm. I guess it's not really a word. It's slow and steady. It's a way of but, And it's more <laughs> the feeling of that. You know, it's more the feeling yeah. of having some pause. I love that. I think that's such a beautiful reminder as well because I think – the way society can sometimes make us feel is that we always need to be striving and achieving and going for more. And, you know, in hindsight, the last few years has been really beautiful in actually forcing us to literally slow down, to not have to constantly be traveling and going to this event and doing that. It's like really forced us to actually just go that little bit more within and and slow down and, and almost take in the simple things like and realize just how beautiful they actually are. Exactly. And I think simplicity is, you know, that's another word (laughs) Um, because it is so easy to get overwhelmed, especially, Mm. you know, when things start opening up again and travel starts opening up and people have time, places are open. Like it is really easy to get overwhelmed by that and to get caught in this, this huge wave of like, got to do this. And like I said, got to, got to, that I think it is nice to just kind of pull back, Mm. observe, watch, be present, and then just comfortable steps you know yeah <laughs> that's where absolutely. I'm at, at the moment. I love it <laughs> what a beautiful way to be <laughs> yeah. um now do you have any new year's rituals or practices that you like to really help set the tone for the year ahead well this year particularly um you know like I was saying in LA and it's funny because in LA people don't really walk people don't really walk around very much like everyone drives it's a very um you know, everyone's in their cars. It's that kind of city. It's just the way that it's laid out, I guess. And I have been loving going for like an hour walk. It's been so great. Um, So I guess that's what I've been doing and that's become like a bit of a ritual or a habit um, Mm. at the start of the day. You know, I walk past my amazing coffee machine every morning (laughs) and I'm like, I'm not going to make my morning coffee with you today, my friend. I'm going to go for a 30-minute walk and get my coffee and then walk back 30 minutes. So it. at least I have a destination, yeah. a place to go to. Um, and then I use my coffee machine for my afternoon coffee. But it has been really funny, like literally walking past it and saying, not today. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a little later. later. <laughs> I'll be back later. Um, but, yeah, like just, just being active in the morning first thing, it's been really nice for me and just, you know, getting out fresh air and moving my body. And it also gives me time to think and, you know, it's like an active meditation for me. So, you know, mm. I walk and, you know, I'm just in my mind and being grateful for the things I'm grateful for and stewing over the things that are making me mad or whatever <laughs> it is. But 
you know, it's just that that bit of an active meditation where it just forces me to be really present, which is nice. I love that. And I love that you said it's almost like an active meditation because that's one of my favorite ways to meditate is literally walking and just taking in the abundance around us and like the feeling that that ignites in your body is just so beautiful. Like it's so unbeatable. changes everything. It, does, it changes it? everything. It yeah. really does. It can change the course of your entire day. Yeah, absolutely. Do you practice any other meditation? Not really. I mean, I used to do yoga, but like I said, I've become so, so aware of like, you know, meditation isn't always just sitting in stillness. Mm. I really do like you Active meditations are really important for me, even if it's just going for a walk along the beach and kicking the sand, you know, yeah. like being in that rhythm of doing that or going for a swim, you know, mm. anything that is rhythmic like that, I find that is in a way meditation. It can, you know, you can focus on your breath, Absolutely. clear your mind. So, yeah, I guess mm. um, active meditation is is more where I've been at lately yeah. as opposed to you know, the other forms of meditation that I used to do back in the day, but not so much anymore. Yeah, I love that. It always, when I think of that too, it always makes me understand why surfers are so passionate about being in the ocean because I feel like that would just be such a heavenly meditative practice basically being oh, you know yeah also so you're in the majesty of the ocean Definitely. as well right mm. and you're completely surrendered to it and I always look at surfers surfing and I'm like oh how beautiful like you're just in yeah. this this majestic ocean and so close to nature and then like mm. one with it you know it becomes yeah. it becomes an extension of yourself on your board and the rhythm of the wave and i think it's beautiful but yes yeah, i'm with totally you. I totally look at that and go oh that's amazing yeah i hope in my next life i come back as a really good surfer because <laughs> 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 like, i do i'm the same, same i look at them and just think oh that is just so magic to be able to just be so with the ocean now, Pierre, I'd love to know if there's been a book that you have read that's had a really positive influence on, you know, your life or your or your mindset. I am a reader and I do love a self-help book. <laughs> I have so many. Um, I just love, I, I really do enjoy constantly challenging the way that I deal with things or the way that I communicate. I do love constantly learning and and changing and challenging old habits. So I have a lot of those and I could easily say that any of those have been, you know, really inspiring to me or have changed, you know, my outlook. But I think what I'll say is that I love novels as well. Yeah. And I love getting lost in a good novel. Like I, I've joined this kind of book club where I get one every month and a different book every month. So I'm like, you know, I've got to read it within that month as well. And that is the coolest thing ever because <laughs> because I'm such a creative, right? It's just been so nice to get lost in a world that's not mine and, you know, really kind of sink my teeth into it and kind of just, you know, watch it all from bird's eye view and, you know, your mind's eye is going crazy. And I think that what that does for me creatively is just gets my creative juices flowing and it just gets my imagination lit up. And so I think, you know, there hasn't been a particular book, but this – you know, reading novels and getting lost in, in different worlds has been awesome. So I love that. I don't know if that's an answer to your question, but it's like roundabout. No, that's so nice. And I feel like, you know, that matches up so well with what you said about, you know, being slow and steady because just having those moments to get really immersed and lost in that because I'm 
all for the self-development, like it's all I read, but it feels like sometimes you're not switching off because it's like you're always kind of trying to mm-hmm. expand your mind instead of just being lost, yeah, in the pages and just really immersing yourself in a book. So I definitely need to do more of that this year. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. I highly recommend it. You know, there are these great kind of membership things that you can buy without, where you choose the genre whether it be a, you know, self-development like Joseph Campbell type thing or, you know, um, beach reads or like, you know, kind of Gossip Girl XOXO, whatever the, whatever <laughs> the genre is, sports, and then they send you a book every month. Like there are so many of That's them available cool. online now and it's just such a cool thing and I love like books, like hard copy books as Same. well. Um, yeah. And it's just, it's been so fun because I've been able to share them with my friends and my family. And once I finish them, I'm like, I re-gift them. And it's, it's been quite a, a cool little thing that I've gotten yeah. into. So. Now I'm sure there won't be many of them, but in case there is a few listeners um, that are unfamiliar with your journey or have only been following you, I guess, in more recent years, can you give us a little sneak peek into who Peer is? So I am a mother. I am a, um, gosh, I modeled for as long as I can remember. I I started (laughs) modeling when I was really young and then I moved into TV presenting slash hosting and then I moved into acting and then I was uh, on Home and Away for a few years, for four, four years, and then I I kind of hung around. Yeah, I I kind of did a bit more acting. I worked on a show called Bike Club and then um, had some cool little parts in other films and yeah so I guess I guess that's how people might recognize me whether it's from you know pages of magazine or from Home and Away or from a film or whatever but I um then when I finished Home and Away I started you know thinking about what else I could do with my time and what would be a nice purpose-driven thing to do when acting, modeling, hosting finished. And so I created my own beauty product and that's what I'm focusing on at the moment. Now you did say you're a mum to two beautiful boys. How did motherhood change you as a person? How did it make you become the peer you are today? You know, I, I became a mother young. You know, I was 19 when I had Isaiah and I actually said it before, um, when I thought about doing something other than modeling and acting, you know, and I said, I, I wanted to do something that was, uh, you know, more purpose driven. And I think actually I've always been like that. Well, I've been like that since I had Isaiah because literally everything that you do mm-hmm. has a purpose. And that purpose is, you know, the well being of your child, <laughs> you know? So I think my mindset and kind of living outside of myself started then and then has kind of, uh, I guess it's just evolved. And, and um, then I had Lenny and so now I have both of them and I have my family and, yeah, my, my husband and my children and the people I care about. And I think I've always just kind of been a very maternal and nurturing person and just just providing and, and living for them and, and, you know, they're always on the forefront of your mind and their well-being and them being safe and them – you know, just surviving in the world and, and me facilitating and doing everything that I can to make sure that they're happy, healthy mm-hmm. and successful. Um, yeah. So I guess the way that it's, um, it's not changed me but shaped me mm. is, 
yeah, just, you know, living with purpose and yeah, in in the sense of motherhood, it was de- it's definitely them, you know, yeah. their the purpose. Yeah, it's definitely a very life-altering thing to go through, isn't it? I think you kind of, I don't know, I think you said it perfectly, it, it shapes you, you know, it doesn't, yeah, it really does. It shapes you into to who you're meant to be, I, yeah, I believe. So I love yeah, the way that you spoke absolutely. about that. And so then nothing, nothing's really, you know, nothing's kind of small and trivial because everything mm. means something and everything kind of becomes connected back to, to them. So uh, life just was very uh, big and deep and purposeful and meaningful, you know, at, at a really young age. And um, mm. I think that, that that's definitely shaped the way that I, that I think and yeah. the way that I live and the way that I love and the way mm. that I create. And so, yeah, I'm so grateful that that's the way that my life went and that's, that's the course that my life took. And you recently made the move to America with your boys. I did. Um, I did. How has that been? How's life in the States been for you all? <laughs> it's great. I mean, it's it's different from Australia. It's definitely a different pace and a different energy, but um, I've really enjoyed it. I've I've loved it. Love is also a wonderful thing that kind of that makes everything that makes everything beautiful I think and you know the whole rose-colored glasses is is a thing like everything (laughs) everything really is you know wonderful and there is a lot of joy and Mm, um so nice finally you know Patrick and I being together uh, after being apart during the pandemic and you know long distance and all of that it really is there there is a lot of joy you know and it's Mm. tangible so Mm. you know I'm yeah it's been great I'm That's happy. so nice. And yeah. how did you navigate, I guess, more from a mental well-being, being separated from Patrick for so long during the pandemic? Because I know you were in Sydney for quite a while, weren't you? And he was in mm-hmm. the States. How did you, I guess, really protect your your mental well-being and, and your own self during that time being so far removed, I guess, from your partner, your loved one and and knowing, I guess, not knowing, you know, how life might end up being back to a little bit more normality? Yeah, I think that was the hardest thing. It was just we there was no kind of end in sight at mm. the time and it was like, oh my gosh, we we don't know how we don't know when, we don't know how you know, when we're going to see each other again, how we're going to see each other again, if this is ever going to end. You know, this is all kind of, you know, before this is kind of pre pre-vaccines, you know, when when yeah. it was like what is going on, blah blah, totally. and I do remember I just remember feeling like a bit of panic every now and then, like, yeah. you know, oh, my gosh, this is never going to work out, that kind of panic. Yeah. And, um, and you know, Patrick was always just so calming and grounding and he's the kind of person that you just, you know, you can really trust and rely on. So when he would say, it's okay, it's going to be okay, I totally believed him. (laughs) I really did. And I'm not, you know, I'm not really one of those like overly, oh, yeah, of course, trusting people. I'm I'm a (laughs) bit more like, "Hmm, really? You know, but I believed him. And um, I don't know, I just really, uh, you know, trusted him and trust him. And um, it did work out. So, yeah, but I guess the way that I, you know, protected my mental health during that time was, you know, just doing a lot of things that, that made me feel good. 
mm. doing things that made me feel good, pouring a glass of wine, turning on soul music that I love, lighting a candle, having a bath, making a coffee with, with so much love, like really doing things with love and doing things that made me feel good, cooking for my kids, you know, going on walks together. There was just a lot of things that I did that really just at the end of the day just made me feel good and made me feel grounded and made me feel centered. And then Patrick and I, I think, I mean, I think we broke the record for the amount of <laughs> FaceTimes and the amount of text messages and the amount of calls. Like we deliberately and consciously remained so present in each other's day to day. And thinking about it now with my family back in Australia, like the time zone for him on the mm. LA end of it was so hard. Oh my gosh. For me, you know, I was waking up you know, it was like midday <laughs> here. And then I was like, it's like 5 p.m. my time. I'm like, let's hang out. It's like <laughs> 2 a.m. He's like, okay, yeah, I'll stay up and let's talk. Do it. So there was just so many like little sacrifices and it really was beautiful. And he really did. He so walked that line for me and, and it was it was great. So, oh, yeah, I think communication so and then doing things that felt really good. Yeah. Well, it's obviously paid off because you literally seem so happy. Like even through a screen, I'm like, I feel like you're both just oozing happiness. And when you described him before, I was like, oh, I really can feel that energy from him. Like even just through a screen, like he seems like <laughs> yeah. just a really grounded, you know, yeah, trusting person. So that's, yeah, that's he's, so beautiful. Yeah. That you're, no, yeah. He's a yeah, salt of the earth kind of guy. Yeah. Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> We'll be right back after this healthy break. Australia's exciting new online destination for all things health, beauty and wellness is now open. If you are passionate about health and beauty and you want to look and feel great, then beautifullyhealthy.com.au is for you. As an online health, beauty and wellness community, members will benefit from relevant on-trend brands at affordable prices gifts, specials, rewards, and rich content. It's your one-stop online shop for all your health, beauty, and wellness needs. It's everything you need for your medicine cabinet, a curated selection of your favorite beauty brands, and a full range of your wellness needs, from your vitamins to your yoga mat and everything in between. Plus, by simply buying any product from beautifullyhealthy.com.au, they shall donate a percentage of profits to a humanitarian or health cause that you choose. So register to become a member and claim your 15% off your first purchase and enjoy shopping at the feel-good place, beautifullyhealthy.com.au. Now, you did touch on your your time with Home and Away, and I'm sure there's a lot of people that know you from your role as Kat Chapman. Is, that's correct, isn't it? The, yeah. the police woman. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I won't lie. I've been following you for years before your experience on Home and Away. I actually did my internship with Carissa at the lane. Oh, no and way. yeah, oh, it was, okay. I was yeah. very young then, so I think I would have been 
oh, 19 or something. And you and Carissa had just become good friends. And so she's like, oh my oh. goodness, like I met this model. So I'd been following you for years and years. And then you went on Home and Away, which was my favorite show. So I remember it being such an exciting moment of just like, oh my goodness, I get to watch Peter on TV. <laughs> um, oh gosh. Oh, Carissa and I had so much fun. We had so many awesome shoots that we'd both just go off and, you know, collaborate on. And we traveled the world and shooting for the lane and, oh, God, she's still a dear friend of mine, but um, yeah. oh, that's so cool oh, to hear. Yes, yeah, so I was like, um, I've been following yeah your journey for a long time, and yeah, love Carissa. I saw her recently, actually, when I was in Byron, which was so nice. But I'd love to hear a little bit about your experience on Home and Away. I guess in particular, I'm sure it was quite a demanding time in your life, juggling, you know, life as a mum, your career as a model, and then also an actor. What was that experience like as a whole? It's funny because it really was such a a wonderful experience career-wise and I think it really did, you know, it shaped so much of my understanding of of being on a set and, uh, you know, being responsible and and being professional and, and, you know, there are so many people that are uh, relying on you to kind of be prepared and, and, you know, I think that on that level it was awesome there is you know it, I mean you could rock up one day on set and there'll be like 40 cast members in the scene because we're shooting some like big fair that's about <laughs> to have an explosion or something and you know there are so many people there and everyone's kind of relying on on everyone so there was a there was a real sense of camaraderie and a real sense of like um teamwork and, you know, then we've got our crew who these guys just work nonstop, right? Like, you know, we come in, we're on set, we get breaks, we get to hang out in our green room. <laughs> these guys are just shooting, shooting, shooting. And, you know, they really are the backbone of the whole production. So it just gave me the opportunity to understand a set from that point of view, you know, especially yeah, when it is such that? a big set and there is so much going on. So from that aspect of it, it really was amazing. And then also just, you know, I made a lot of friends that I'm still really close with today. I met so many great people on there. And it really did, you know, moving to Sydney from Melbourne, you know, I'd been working in Melbourne for some time and, you know, I was married to Brad who was a footballer. So, you know, we'd somewhat been in the public eye. You know, I was modelling and I was the face of Qantas and, you know, the face of the Grand Prix and all of these different events and and companies but I think moving to Sydney was a little bit of a shock to the system Mm, (laughs) and moving to Sydney and being on home and away was a shock to the system for me and I think I understand that it comes with the territory and and all of that but it it, it was for me it was a little jarring for me like I I didn't I didn't realize or anticipate that there would be so much interest in Mm. in my personal life you know, and I didn't, I didn't really realize, and I was just naive because I totally understand it now, but I didn't realize that, you know, my personal life would would be (laughs) more important than my professional life and, you know, to the media or, you know, to people. So that was really interesting for me and somewhat, you know, it wasn't hard or, you know, but it was, it was a tricky thing to navigate. Uh, because I've always considered myself a really private person and, you know, very protective of, yes, you know, of my boys and of my family and, yeah. you know, even of my work and, and just, you know, some somewhat guarded in that way. And I, yeah. I did feel like there was a lot of 
just, you know, excuse me, pardon my French, but just a lot of shit. (laughs) A lot of shit and a lot of shit that wasn't accurate and a lot of Mm. gossip and a lot of, you know, just stuff that they've just like, this is totally inaccurate. And, you know, then there's that thing of do I speak out and defend myself or if I do, am I going to add more fuel to the fire? So I would opt to just step back. But that also, I, I there are some things that I really regret not speaking out about and not not kind of setting straight, you know. And there, there's a lot of there's a bit of bullying that goes on and a little bit of um, you know stuff that that was yeah I guess for me just really different and trying and um, you know I came from from Melbourne where my world was so say well like, you know I lived in an area where my brother's house was there mm-hmm. and my sister's house was right there. We literally lived on streets like this and then my mum was here and all of our kids were together all the time. And, you know, I, I kind of came from an environment that was very safe and all of my people knew me and everyone in my, my community knew me and, you know, there was no kind of second guessing or like gossiping. There was none of that because I'd kind of grown up there and, everywhere, and it was such a safe environment. And, um, you know, I moved to Sydney and it was, like, totally different. Like, people thought they knew me. No one knew me. Everyone had ideas and misconceptions. Mm. And it was just, it was really interesting. So I guess the experience of Home and Away was awesome. But I think that some of the stuff that came with it was, was, you know, it was hard. And I also went through, you know, a, a breakdown of my marriage around that time as well. And that was hard. And yeah, that was just like mm. a really interesting time for me. <laughs> yeah. I think it's really interesting to hear your insight into that because it's such, I guess, especially something like Home and Away that is, you know, it's probably the most well-known show in our television soap in our whole country, you know, and I think a lot of it's very glamor- glamorous. Oh, my goodness, I can't even say the word now. It's very like glamorised, um, I guess, that world of being, you know, a TV star and it's very much that celebrity status in Australia when you are on a show like that. But I guess, you know, it is really interesting to hear what comes with it as well. And I think Hmm. especially, you know, it's almost like this expectation is placed on people then to share so much, like you're saying about their personal life. And it's almost like, you know, and it's, and it's only, I guess, for me seeing other people who are on shows like that and, that feeling of what their audience almost expect, like that constant sharing of their life and, you know, insight into their private life. And I could imagine that would be a really difficult thing to navigate, especially if you're not that way inclined or you are more of a a private person. Yeah, it was really difficult. And, I, you know, I guess I just didn't know. I didn't know that 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 was going to happen or that that Mm. was an expectation or or that that was standard. I I didn't know. Like how was I supposed to know? You know, And I didn't realize also that things get taken so out of context. And mm. because, as I said, I really, even even an interview like this, I back in the day, I probably would have just answered your questions and, and not said very much else, you know. But now I'm like, no, I would rather over speak, but at least I'm speaking and I'm actually yeah. very, being conscious about what I'm saying. And there is no room for it to be taken out of context because I've said it I've said what I've said but I think when when you kind of when you're a little shy which I was you say one thing 
and then you don't really, you know, elaborate further on it. And that one thing can be taken so out of context. Like, mm. boy, have I learned that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, now I just, you know, now I just really pick and choose what I want to who I want to talk Engaging. to yeah. and what I want to share and how far I yeah. want to go with it. But, I love that. You know, it really is such <laughs> so a nice. learning And that's the way it should be. Me. My gosh. It was, it was, yeah. it was the wild west. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God, it's a jungle here. Like, you know, you know, it, went, it wasn't home and away per se because the show was great. It was great, just what came with it. Great. The directors Absolutely. I worked with, it was, it was the whole thing that came yeah. with it. But I just yeah, definitely. for it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now, I really want to talk about your new baby. Well, it's not even that new anymore. I think when we, we first started chatting, it was new. Um, but let's chat about <laughs> Macabam, your beauty business, which you have launched of recent times. Yes. Tell us a little bit about it. So I launched Macabam in 2020. So I get it is still new. I mean, I launched it during the pandemic as well. Um, <laughs> so it was like such a crazy time to launch a product. Um, but yeah, so it's a all-purpose balm. It lives in the space of, of clean beauty, I suppose. It's organic, it's natural, it's raw, it's got no nasties, uh, it's perfectly safe on me, you, on my children, on babies. And I just really felt that and the reason I created it was because I felt that there was really a gap in the market of something that was like an all-purpose kind of holy grail product that didn't have any petroleum or petroleum-derived ingredients or any, you know, nasties in there. So many of these products, when you do turn them around and read the label, have just got a whole bunch of stuff in there mm. that actually isn't great for your skin, actually isn't great for you at all. Like there, there are food dyes and fragrances in there that the food dyes, dyes that have been banned from from like what you can put in ingredients that you that you eat and you know, they're in your beauty. So, I mean, they're going on, crazy, your, on your lips, on your skin anyway. So, I mean, it's crazy what goes into into cosmetics and balms and lipsticks. And, yeah, I just felt like there was a gap in the market for something that was totally pure and clean and could be used in a household and children can, can grab it and, you know, apply it on their itchy spots or on their cuts or abrasions or whatever and, and then something that I could just carry with me my whole, you know, it, wherever I go and then, you know, my husband can have in his back pocket. And I, I don't know, I just wanted a really multi-purpose product that was like a, it kind of ticks every box for every person. And yeah. I felt like it wasn't out there. And I felt like a lot of people um, had cut corners with it and would say that things mm. are natural or, you know, that things were organic but not certified or that they had clean ingredients but then when you look at them and you delve deeper they weren't uh so i was really conscious about creating a product that was completely circular like that where you could read an ingredient find the origin point of it find out the farmers from it and understand that that's like that's what's in there so yeah i put a lot of time into it i put almost four years into its development made a lot of mistakes with it there were lots of moments where you know the temptation of cutting corners is real like it's a real <laughs> thing right because getting these certifications and mm. getting these natural ingredients and sticking to your guns is hard it's yeah. that's why not everyone does it you know it Absolutely. is hard but I am really proud of what I've created I'm really proud of the fact that 
it is exactly what it says it is. And, you know, the ingredients almost are the brand. You know, they almost go before the name Macabam. Like, obviously, the name Macabam, it's made from macadamias, but, you know, the ingredients are really the brand and they mm. are what make it what it is. And I think that, yeah, that's, that's the coolest thing about it. And yeah. um, I made it because I, I wanted it. You know, I, I'm my customer. I wanted it. I, I needed it when I was breastfeeding. I needed it yeah. when I was changing nappies. I mm-hmm. needed it when my kids would fall off their skateboards and graze their, their knees. You know, I, I, I needed it when I'd get sunburned. Like, I, you know, I needed it for my family, for my life and for myself. So I went out and created it. <laughs> Incredible. You should be so proud. Like, that's such an amazing passion and drive to have and then to like what you said to really stay true to what you wanted to create and to not cut those corners because you know as a consumer it's so confusing I guess the natural organic space clean beauty space because it's so loose I guess what you can actually place on the front of a product you know Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. the stats like the percentage of using the word organic is so low in Australia like the percentage of what the product actually has to be I don't want to quote the exact percentage because I'll probably get it wrong but it's like absolutely minimal to be able to use the word organic on the front of a a product and Mm -hmm. like I know food wise that's when I became so passionate about the food and the brands that I was buying because I started to turn the back of a product and actually read the ingredients, even though the front said all natural, you know, organic ingredients, high in fiber. And you turn around and think, oh my goodness, this has got, you know, 20 ingredients that I can't even say the name of yet, you know, busy mums. Exactly. You know, in the shopping center, trying to do shopping, trying to do the right thing for her family. And of course is drawn to the natural organic. So um, I think that's amazing that you've created a brand and just stayed so true to what you wanted to create oh, and what you really felt me. like you were missing. Where did your passion from, I guess, that clean beauty really come from? Probably, like I said, from my own need for it, from my own experience of wanting it. I remember when I was breastfeeding one of my kids, I won't say because they'll be like, oh, mum, really? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, when I was feeding one of my boys, I was looking for a, um, you know, like something to put on myself to soothe. And I remember going to the chemist and, you know, there were some products at the, at the time and some that midwives had actually recommended that, mm. uh, that I should try. And I remember, you know, Putting it back, like looking at the back of it and reading it, and um, I was like, I can't put this on my nipples because then what if the baby accidentally transfer? You know, like is it safe? Blah blah, and mm. then jumping on Google, googling what these things are, and you know, it's like, no, that's totally toxic. I'm not putting that anywhere near my baby. Yeah. So there was really nothing out there that exists that existed then that was super safe. And that was, you know, safe for them to ingest even. Or, you know, nappy rash was another one. Like you just want to be super conscious when you've got this this pure skin, this pure baby skin. You're like, I just want something that's so gentle and mm. effective but that's actually going to protect it and, you know, not, not take away from it and not in any way like, you know, contaminate the purity of it. So I remember having that thought. And then when the opportunity for me came up, like an opportunity by opportunity, I mean like 
Pia, what are you going to do with your life <laughs> when that opportunity came <laughs> that up? That moment popped into your head. Right? I was like, well, you know, I, I would love to create. I'd love to see what tinkering with something like that means. Like I'd love to see what, what making a beauty product means. Like what does that actually mean? Like what does it look like to be in a lab? What does it look like to – I don't know, to, to mix all of these ingredients together, what happens to those ingredients? What if they don't work together? Does it get runny? Does it get clunky? Does it get blobby? Mm. Like how do you make it smooth? Like all of the, I, you know, I just had so much curiosity about it and I guess that's really what propelled me further into it. It was yeah. just my best, like the side of me that's like a little investigator that just wants to know everything <laughs> and is so curious that, you know, that's that's how it kind of happened. And, you know, like I said, this has been going on for some time and so many mistakes were made. <laughs> so many mistakes were made. So many versions of this thing <laughs> were made. Like I'd open up a, like a jar. It was because all of my testers came in jars at the time. I'd open up a jar and like it would just be like this <laughs> runny like just a runny thing and I'm like well, what has happened here and then I'd open up another jar and be like this clumpy like chunks of macadamia in it I'm like what is going on so yeah I mean there, there it really was such a such a, a learning curve for me and you know that's that's been a lot of the fun of it for me mm. has just been making mistakes and learning and learning new ways of doing things and and then taking it from the jar to how I was going to present it to the world and what kind of tubes or was it going to be a tube, was it going to be a jar. You know, that went on for like a year. <laughs> and then um, we finally arrived at these beautiful green tubes uh, that are derived from sugar cane. So, you know, that's also being consciously um, mm. responsible for our planet. It was another thing that's really important to me. So, yeah, I put it all together and created the baby incredible and how's it going today how how is it's, is business life going <laughs> it's great I mean you know it's it's steady it's steady um people are coming back for it I've got such a an amazing base of customers that keep coming back and keep buying more and more which for me is like it's just amazing it means that they're using it or that you know they're running out of it and they just keep buying more and more and the bigger sizes and the bigger sizes. And, you know, it just, it shows me that it is such a staple and, and such a part of their, their home, you know, and I get so many messages of like, it's helped with my psoriasis. It's helped with dermatitis. My child has eczema. It's the only thing that's helped. Like it really is amazing. helping. And that for me yeah. is like, Oh my gosh, this is amazing. That's why I created it. So it's definitely, you know, it's going steady. And there is definitely, you know, me just being me in the way that I am. I, you know, going back to the thing that I said at the start of this conversation, I do sometimes have to just kind of take a step back and just be grateful for everything that it is right now. Because sometimes I even get a bit like, what else am I going to do? What's my next thing? I got to do this. I got to do that. I've got to be here. I've got to be there. I've got to, you know, it's got to be this. It's got to be that. But, you know, I have really been trying to practice what I'm preaching <laughs> And just, you know, taking a deep breath and just being slow and steady and just enjoying the fact that it exists. It's mm. in people's households. People love it. It's selling. <laughs> and people are really enjoying it. And that is also awesome. <laughs> you know? That. It's, that is just such a 
beautiful way. I don't know before we hit record, we were talking about it together, but it's so easy to get caught in that, I guess that bit of a rat race or, you know, that that keep going, keep going, keep building and comparing yourself to someone's, you know, page 30 or chapter 30 instead of your page one. So I love that. I think that it's just such a beautiful reminder for anyone in business to just be so proud of where you are today. Because, you know, once upon a time for you, when you were, you know, feeding your child, like that was literally just something you were wishing you had. And now it's a product that you've got out into the world and, you know, is in so many women's hands and and men's hands um, and they're using it on their family. So it's just such an incredible achievement. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And have you always had quite an entrepreneurial spirit or is this like quite a whole new territory to you? The business side of it is definitely a new territory. There is so much involved in launching a business and getting it out there. So that's all new to me. And I am a, you know, I am a student in that and I am learning every day. Aren't we all Um, really? (laughs) Yeah. The entrepreneurial part of it, the creative side of it is definitely something that has always been in me. Um, You know, from when I used to make beaded jewelry as a kid to when, you know, I went through a stage with my best friend of like spray painting denim jackets and thought that was a thing that needed to be out in the world somehow. (laughs) Um, So there has always been a side of me that's like, oh my gosh, I've created something awesome. Everybody (laughs) needs it, right? Um, Which is like insane. But there's always been an element of me that's like, I mean, I've just, I remember being a kid, like, like I said, beaded jewelry or like feather jewelry or shell jewelry or whatever. And, you know, just trying to, influence everyone to get it like everyone needs it we all need this it's the best so that part of me has always been in existence that's for sure but the business part of it and and understanding that and and you know the the whole big machine that's definitely something that I'm you know it is new to me and I'm learning and I've never done it before so obviously I I give myself grace and I'm like there is room for for error and there is definitely room for improvement but I've really enjoyed it. Yeah. Oh, that's so good to hear. And now to finish off this conversation, I'd love to know if there is a quote that you live by. I generally take quite a philosophical approach to everything. So there isn't, I don't think, a particular quote, but I, I think that there there is more of like just a way of living, right? And I think for me it's just – Maybe, you know, what I said earlier about, you know, just being slow and steady and giving yourself grace and giving other people grace and just being, you know, just allowing things to happen Mm -hmm. in in their time. I've very much arrived at that point where I, I think, you know, it's not really sound. Now it's a word that I'm going to give you, not a quote. (laughs) And I gave you a quote earlier. That's great. Um, But I think just living with grace is really important and I think more so today than ever when there is so much division and and there is so much competition and there is so much comparison and and there is just, you know, so much being thrown at us as well. I just think just stepping back and and living with grace and seeing things through the eyes of grace is, is everything. Oh, I love that. A beautiful way to finish. Pia, thank you so much for your time. I've absolutely adored our chat. Um, It's so nice to have you on my show. (laughs) 
Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please hit the subscribe button and leave a five-star review. For any products mentioned in today's show, please check the show notes below and hit the direct links. If you'd like to suggest a future guest, please follow at The Healthy Hustlers on Instagram and send through a direct message. Until next week, don't forget to invest in you.